Attention, everyone. If you're listening, I hope you're saluting. Uh, you're listening to Is It Whack, <laughs> your favorite movie podcast about the whackness of movies. Um, I'm Corporal Funke, and I'm joined by uh, Captain Hannah. Did you did you write this down? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> that was pretty cool. I thought that this was a song first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also, shouldn't we say war? A war. What is it good for? Come on. Nothing. Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. No one's at all. helping me. I don't know any of the other words. <laughs> I thought it was a good rendition, though. <laughs> That was Sergeant Seb uh, on the horns over there. Hello. Uh, and also Major Adam. Hello. Yes. Why not oh, Admiral Adam? Ooh, I didn't think oh, of that. Oh, wow. But that's good. That's very good. That's your new title. You ranked up, soldier. Wow. Uh, oh, thanks. You're in, the, you're in the Navy now. Oh, great. That's always uh, what I wanted. And we're joined by a special commanding officer, Mr. Tim Blair. Actor, comedian, extraordinaire. Uh, Reporting for duty. Are you saying you Let's didn't go. write this down? Oh, no, I didn't. So, so in my you brain. just went right into that. You were so ready. <laughs> that was I a rhyme. A... Oh, it was a rhyme? Okay, that's fun. Um, yeah. Did, it, did that rhyme? Wait. What wait, rhymes? sorry. Tim Blair, extraordinaire. Actor, comedian, oh, extraordinaire. True. Oh, bars. True. Actually, that's bars. You're that's pretending the... you didn't write this down. That's the intro <laughs> song. <laughs> Yeah, there we got the song and the intro in one. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's a first. Um, you can catch the work that Adam and Tim do on Tall Boys on CBC Gem. Um, yeah, Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty doing pretty well. Nice, nice. <laughs> Tim, what a pleasure to have you yeah. on this oh, show. Just, When's the last time here. you and Adam have spoken? I feel like it's probably been so long. <laughs> it, it it probably has been like uh. Close to twelve hours, maybe mm-hmm. eleven hours. Whoa! Uh, yeah. What time did we go to bed last night? Around uh, <laughs> one, one o'clock. Yeah, around one. Yeah, around one. About yeah. thirteen Wait, you hours. You guys haven't seen yeah. each other today for real. I literally woke up and then hopped on this podcast. <laughs> I rolled out of bed. Nice. <laughs> popped, wow. popped over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I had to. I was. Uh, I did my laundry on my bed sheets yesterday, and Aww. so this morning was mostly. You know, I was putting my bed sheets on my bed. I went for a walk. Um, nice, nice. That's great. But, but a, a truly, Tim, an honor to have you on the show. <laughs> Longtime <laughs> friend. One of my closest <laughs> friends. Also one of my closest friends in proximity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm two fronts there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, really, that's really nice. Um, today we're talking about small soldiers. That's the name. Right. Okay. <laughs> I I mixed I mixed it That's up in my brain with the toy the the toy soldier and a small soldier. Um, but yeah, this is a part of our Adam our games and toys segment. Do you want to talk about that a little? Oh, whack in the box. Yeah, yeah. I think this is also the first time we've remembered to say that at the start of an episode. <laughs> I made it a note oh, yeah. last time to remember to say it at the start. <laughs> we're improving. We're improving as a podcast. We're finally we're finally introducing miniseries at the start of episodes. <laughs> but yeah, it's a series where we talk about movies about or based on games and toys. Most of the ones I feel like we've done up to this point were about games. I guess Digimon mm-hmm. was kind of 
loosely. That's kind of toys and games. But this is the first, I think, exclusively toys one. It's very uh, much about toys. Yeah, what yes. they represent and other things about toys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought if I said one, I would start listing other things. <laughs> That's how it works, though. You got to go for the first one. But I also think that you said that earlier, Funke, that you mixed up the name, that you thought it might it was called Toy Soldiers. I think yes. it's a key difference that it's called Small Soldiers because I think the title does not just refer to the toys. Uh-oh. Much like The Walking <laughs> Dead. It's Wait, the what? people who are The Walking Dead. Oh, that's what The Walking Dead's <laughs> about? Is that so real? People, the kids are like small soldiers? They're, they're being made into small soldiers, but we'll get to that. Um, I have a question. Is there an Eminem song called Toy Soldier, or did I make that up? I think there is. He's. I think it's like Toy Soldiers. I think it's what it's called. Okay. Because, yeah, okay. That's all. That's... <laughs> yeah um so tim you brought this movie in uh yeah i, I suggested this it's been a while since i've seen it there's it a movie i used to own on vhs and uh i lent it i borrowed it to a family friend and it was never returned <laughs> so i really just wanted to watch it again uh and i you know i was not disappointed uh yeah nice this is... I remember it used to scare me. Like the the few yeah. times I saw it before it got stolen, I was very <laughs> scared of this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is pretty violent, and like they do shoot like the soldiers. Spoilers, but they shoot children and a dad. <laughs> like, yeah. It's pretty, and with, they they hit. <laughs> so I'm okay. I'm okay. But is he really emotionally? Yeah, we. Know. I mean, Tim and I were watching this together, and there were moments where we. I, I mean, I can only speak for me, but I think we both shared this, that we watching this uh, in our 20s were still scared of what was happening on the screen. <laughs> the, like the, the scene with all the Barbies who've yeah. been like, uh, I suppose, transformed into these soldiers. Uh, that's scary. And they're, the toys yeah. are like shooting, like basically shooting guns at, uh, <laughs> at people. And they're so they're so witty as they as they're crawling <laughs> up your body just non-stop quits from every barbie it's terrifying okay that's sarah michelle geller right can someone and christina ritchie yeah mm. whoa i didn't know it was christina ritchie too that's wild crazy. voice cast on this one yeah on um uh. does anyone have a prior history with this because on the subject when i was a kid i tried to watch this and i got too scared and i couldn't make it through like <laughs> I I remember even though I knew the toys were evil, I was pretty young, but it really bothered me that they were getting smashed up and like the scene with the garbage disposal was like I think where I stopped. Yeah. Um and even now watching it I'm like this is so extreme. <laughs> <laughs> For a children's film. Yeah. I had never heard of this movie. Which surprises me because I'm pretty familiar with Kirsten Dunst's 90s repertoire. Um, and so when I saw her in the opening credits, her name, I was like, okay, yes, I'm invested. Um, but I'd never heard of this. I don't know. Maybe it just flew out out of, of over my brain. But yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I think that's kind of weird. I was thinking about that a lot because... One, I think a lot of people try and graft their politics when they're older onto 
movies they like when they're younger and go, this is an anti-capitalist masterpiece or something because the villain is like someone's boss. But this one, I think, actually does have radical politics. And oh, absolutely. It, it should be on every list of, like, movies that scared you as a child. And I never see it. I don't know so why. So you're calling yeah. me a Republican? Is that what you're... <laughs> you're saying I'm a Republican because I didn't watch this movie as a kid? I can't imagine how you got that from what I said. But yes. And the beef has started. <laughs> um, I... I really thought I dreamt this movie. Um, I only remembered like a couple of scenes. One uh, was, yeah, the garbage disposal. Cause I was just kind of scared of a garbage disposal. I was like, Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like they, I, I don't have one of those in my place. So it was just like a shredder there. That was terrifying to me. Um, and also the scene where they like put sleeping pills in the family's drink. <laughs> I, that was so scary to me for some reason. Cause they also had knives. Um, but the rest of it, I didn't remember at all. Um, so it was nice to like watch the full thing and kind of reconstruct the full thing in my head. Um, but yeah, wild. And it is, it is, it does have things to say about war and, uh, kids that are super into toys and overconsumption and stuff, which yeah, is is like literally right there in the text. As you said, it's not like a reach at all. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Like pretty right off the bat too, when they just (laughs) dive into the Globotech opening. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking like what? family film now would start with like 20 minutes of a boardroom of like a military like really getting into the nitty-gritty of like who designed what and why exactly there's like these chips and where they came from it's like so much of the movie but it was, cool. was this a, is this supposed to be a kid's film Who's i mean i never watched, I, don't, I never watched it as a kid yeah it, it feels kind of kitty like uh it's it's never too too violent i feel like it's a it's a tween film that that's what yeah. i assume the demographic is right for like 13 year olds uh yeah like yeah. i, I think sorry if you go ahead oh so i was gonna say yeah because it never felt like they were gonna lose at any point i was never like oh that those evil toys are gonna win um but it did have that sense of pressure too that was like oh my gosh this isn't for like children children but I feel like it's like that same kind of demographic as like Jumanji too, which is a scary movie for a kid, but they'll also play it on the family channel on like Sunday afternoons. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like this would fall into that too. They say damn a few times. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but it's just like in a, in a film like Jumanji, the action still feels so like, it feels cartoonish enough that it's like, that could be enjoyed by the whole family. I haven't seen Jumanji in a long time, but from what I remember. But this, it's like the 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 action is scary. The action is terrifying. <laughs> and, and I mean, I think it you know it has messaging that uh, kids should see absolutely, uh, as we'll get into as we go on. But I just didn't watching it uh, as an adult. I certainly didn't feel like a kids movie at all. Mm. I, I I mean, I'd say Jumanji is just as. I, I I think it's an accurate uh, analogy because I think Jumanji's accent scary. Like when the hunter comes, yeah. being hunted by a person, that's, isn't that a terrifying concept True. for a child that someone's out there just to kill you? I mean, yeah. and, even just like Jumanji has all this existential kind of stuff, yes. like that is that's terrifying. True. For I like don't a know. kid, a kid falling into a game and being trapped there and living there. It bothered yeah. me that he was stuck there for so long. As it yeah. really freaked me out that he came and out then as an adult. That they were able to go back. back in time, basically, and change the course of the future. Ooh. <laughs> true, true. You guys convinced me. You guys convinced me. But this is really violent for a kid's movie. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but kids watch like Marvel movies and that shit's violent. I feel like you guys are forgetting how much kind of violent, scary stuff like you actually consume as a kid. Like it's easy to go, wait a second. But when you're a kid, like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it, the bar isn't as high or low. I, I'm not sure what the metaphor I'm making here is. But I feel like kids watch more stuff than you think they do. Oh, yeah. yeah. I watched all kinds of like horribly violent stuff when I was a yeah. kid. Uh, my dad should be like freaking Sopranos when I was like five years old. <laughs> when you were five? <laughs> How do you they know? Adam loves to share this. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I think that's the third, second or third time you said that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess I'm just thinking more from like a marketing perspective. I don't know how yeah. they could have mm. thought this would be targeted towards kids. I, don't I feel like what's so scary about this movie is that it's your toys. The one thing kids are supposed to trust. True. You know? <laughs> it's the one thing you have that you have all control over. That's turning on you. That's like a betrayal as a childhood. You, you can't trust your toys no more. I mean, come on. Did you guys ever hear the scary story as a kid that was essentially just the plot of Chucky, but someone would tell it as like a campfire story where it was like, a little boy bought a clown doll and then something, the clown doll like kills him and then he goes back to the store and then he has the number of kids he's killed held up on his fingers on his hand or something. Oh my god. That was oh. I can't watch child's play because for some reason that scared me so much. <laughs> Toys are scary. Well, I think it's also good to remember that this is like a couple years after Toy Story and I think it feels like not it's not a response in really like the theme or anything, but I feel like the pitch was probably like evil Toy Story, like it'll be funny. And and the yeah. Joe Dante, who I want to get into, but he directed Grim Wins as well, which is really similar. It's about a oh. holiday gift that turns on the family. But that one makes more sense as like a teen movie to me. It's like more explicitly violent and stuff. People and I die could that. watch it. Yeah. Yeah, but this Gremlins one's more in the still, middle. Gremlins is still a hard pitch though, because they're so cute when they're Gremlins <laughs> or before they're Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, they do use toy toys as a vessel, but it does feel more like like gremlins mixed with like home alone rather than like a toy story retelling. Cause yeah, like they're, they're telling themes about war. Um, but I actually like the motivations of the, the, I guess the CEO of the company was kind of good. Like he was like, I don't want false advertising. I want us to make a product that like actually does what it says it does, which I, I don't know. Like I remember in the, at least the early 2000s of my childhood, like most of the ads were like fake. And like they actually in Canada had to make ads to say, don't believe fake ads because they're everywhere. Um, so it was interesting to see like the, uh, I don't know, the boss of a company like this in this fictional word, world be like, I hate fake ads. Let's just make something real. But then it's also like horrible and actually kills yeah. people. Yeah, but he also, but it's also yeah, military I mean, weaponry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't care about whether or not it's like a safety precaution or not. He, he only cares yeah. about something that's going to yeah. make a lot of money. I don't want kids to think this is going to kill them. I want it to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I, that just all felt so detailed and realistic to me that it's like he makes that order without really thinking about it. Then the guy goes yeah. too far with the military chips without really thinking about it. It just made sense. It wasn't like an evil plan. It just a lot of people not caring very much. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a great setup. Yeah, for sure. It's just like I'm wonder. Oh, sorry, Tim. I didn't mean uh, to cut you off. 
Oh no, go 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 off, King. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like negligence at every level, like and only mm-hmm. caring about this in terms of how it will make a profit and really not caring about the effects otherwise. It's just like, oh yeah, well we need to get this into into uh circulation. We need to get this out as quick as we can. So yeah, I don't, you know, maybe it'll have some side effects. Eh, I'm not too concerned about it. Like, and really the only thing that's on their mind is how they can make money, which is a very obvious anti-capitalist statement from Dante. And you'll love to see it. It's a great way to start the flick. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if it was all inspired by, like, it's also super, like, anti-tech. And I know, like, mm-hmm. the Unabomber stuff kind of happened right around there with Ted Kaczynski, who's all about anti-tech. Like, I feel <laughs> it had, like, a slight Unabomber <laughs> <laughs> feel on the movie. Oh, Unabomber. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. There's that push and pull between, like, analog and digital. I feel like the dad mm-hmm. character, like, embodies that the most, too. Because he's, just, from the start, like, his tree's getting cut down. He's like, stop, you're cutting down the tree for your, like, TV? Come on, dude. <laughs> and also, like, tech and nature, too. Like, the, the Gorgonites want to get back to nature. And I something I noticed that I really liked is when the main character, whose name escapes me, falls off the telephone wire he hits the branch which yeah. slows his fall so if the tree was cut down he might have died i just wow. really yeah. like that idea mm. avatar yeah just <laughs> avatar. um i do think it's funny though when like there's like a mainstream kind of blockbuster movie that's like telling us about the perils of like technological advancement whilst also like being like look at this cgi we're utilizing <laughs> <laughs> i mean whatever i just think it's funny um, i thought that was kind of interesting though like cgi was this like new you know cinematic toy in some kind of way mm-hmm. and in in kind of a maybe unintentional way but i i think it must have been intentional kind of like almost exposing the grotesqueness of like that form as well in the design of the the uh the army what were they called? Whatever, whatever they're that commando line. elite, the commando elite. Like, hmm. I don't know. I feel like that contributes to the like ugliness of of these toys as a as as product as well, and as symbol. Yeah, the CGI was really good. Like, uh, aged really well. I think because yeah. they look like toys, like it was pretty like seamless. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it might be like against the the point to praise it, but it, I think it looked incredible. And and it was a mix like Jurassic Park, which I also think the effects have aged really well. In the credits, it said some of them were animatronics and some of them were CG, which made sense because when the toys were moving around, I think it looked it looked great. And then when they were like you know jumping around and stuff, and it was CG, it, you could see it a little more. Yeah. I don't, Do we... I don't think it's counter to the theme to, like, praise the CGI because that's kind of, like, the the toys are supposed to look cool. Mm-hmm. Like, the toys are supposed to be cool and you're not really supposed to, like, at first glance think about, uh, like, in terms of, like, the commando elite that they're actually this, this like, uh, military propaganda and are these, dis- like, symbols of destruction. Like, you're supposed to just at first look at them and be like, oh, cool army guy, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, as, like, people do with, like, you know, Tim and I were talking about this yesterday when we watched it, but uh, like G.I. Joe toys and mm-hmm. stuff in that vein. So I don't know. I don't think it's really counter to the theme that the CGI looks cool and that you would be kind of drawn in by that cinematic toy as well. But maybe I'm just justifying it because I think it is a great film. <laughs> no, <laughs> do we? Makes sense. Do we want to head to Seb's summary corner for maybe people who are listening who haven't watched it? 
which you should watch. This is a, a fun one. This yes. Is a cool one. Really recommend this one. Um, um I'll I'll get the music ready. All right, Ben. We're going to the corner. And wow, bring a one. Bring a whole band two. in. <laughs> Sebs. Summary. Corner. What is it good for? Summarizing movies. Wow. Couldn't have asked for a better one. Gets better every week. Uh, This movie has, as I said, a long run-up, but I think a very deliberate run-up of, like, setting up exactly what's going on and what the rules are, where two uh, toy designers pitch a... Uh, line of toys, kind of two lines of toys to a irresponsible toy uh, maker, as we discussed. Um, one of them uh, buys a bunch of um, what we find out later are military surplus chips for missiles and puts them in the toys in order to make them more intelligent. Uh, sorry, Funky. You want... uh, I just wanted to say, I feel like the most unrealistic part of that intro was that the CEO would give them unlimited batteries for toys. Like he said, <laughs> let's make these suckers last forever. It's <laughs> like, what? No, I feel like you'd want them to d- be destroyed faster so you could sell more. But right, it was, yeah, it's it was interesting effective. that he's like profit motivated, but he also seems to really like toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he wants them to be. I don't know. Um, anyway, um, a shipment of the toys ends up at a local toy store that is run by a little boy whose name is Alan. 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 Yes, Alan Abernathy. (laughs) And um, Alan pays a delivery driver to give him one line of the toys, uh, like one complete set, um, and uh, soon discovers that the one one of the lines, sorry, this this is a long summary, one of the lines is an American military unit that is designed to destroy the other line of toys at all costs, but the other line of toys are kind of these thinking empathetic creatures that Alan wants to protect. And that's the basic setup. They're very cool looking little freaks. I really like the character design on the on oh my gosh, what's the, the Garg Gorgonites? Gorgonites. Gorgonites. <laughs> Gorgonites, yeah. Um I feel like they all have a different personality. Um mm. Seb, I think you were saying something about them before we started recording <laughs> i had the one with the eye as a kid and i don't know if i even knew it was from small soldiers or i might have forgotten Whoa. um but yeah i had i definitely had a toy of that and i was watching with my mom and i was like i think i had that and she's like oh yeah yeah <laughs> did it get much use uh yeah what, what, what was your imaginary scenarios you were putting that eye eye guy in? i can't really remember i think like in the movie, it had sort of suction cups. It might have even been like a car thing Ooh. or something. Mm. Ooh. But I remember I like looking at it. I don't know what I put it through. <laughs> 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 I thought it was cool looking. I still remember some of the designs. Archer, I think, is, is a great design. Yeah. Yeah. I do like how, I mean, like, yeah, it, it's fun how those would be the bad guys on a toy set. Like, the people that you end up rooting for. I think that that's also one reason it scared me as a kid like i remember having the vhs and the commando elite are all on the cover and of course you think they're going to be the bad guy they're the small soldiers you're rooting for and then right off the bat yeah they're, they're coming after you and you're like oh they're so cool like yeah yeah the poster of the movie is like yeah the 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 commando elite all like in a line and yeah i had that thought immediately like before i before i watched the movie i had no clue what it was about um 
And I guess, yeah, like that's the assumption you would make that it's like, oh, of course, in most, uh, in most American films, this would be like, yes, they are the good guys and they're fighting these like monsters. Uh, but by like just flipping it, it's, I mean, it's so smart. It almost like makes a joke out of like, it's like all war films, like all, all American war films by just being like, no, why the fuck would you ever root for these guys? They're the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fascinating how it like the, the commando elite uh, like embody that, that militarism and pa- patriotism that the U S has, but they're also kind of like throughout their, their whole journey to kill the Garganites, they're inflicting pain upon like just regular American people. Um, especially like the dad, I remember that scene where he was like about to get jumped by them and he was like, oh, World War II was my favorite war. Yeah. I really liked that one. <laughs> oh, one of my wife, favorite lines. <laughs> yeah, and his wife was like, yeah, honey, okay. Uh, but then like to, to see all those tactics used against them um, and they're just like kind of just pawns being like pushed away in, in the commando elites uh, mission was very interesting. Yeah, I think it's... it's uh... Just like, yeah, just the very premise, like, comments on, like, war as entertainment as well. And, like, how a lot of it is targeted at kids as as well. And, and uh, yeah. I feel like you could easily extrapolate that the dad, you know, played with G.I. Joe's as a kid and stuff and now loves old war movies. But the dad thing, but the war movies thing as well, like, I think that's a, that's an indictment of, like, you know, war films in the same kind of way that it's like... Yeah. This, 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 uh, like celebratory, like propagandistic yeah. way of like, uh, viewing military as just like these, these heroes and whatever that, that gets, uh, uh, shown through toys. Like it exists in the same way through like, you know, lots of, uh, war films, like where you're rooting for these cool heroes to go in and kill the bad guys and, you know, it's all it's all fucked up, but it, it's an extension of the same thing. It's like it's instead of playing with toys, you're just watching like those same soldiers uh, on the screen. That's why that World War Two lot I thought was so good. <laughs> and he's like watching. Maybe it was just in that one moment. I feel like it was in another part as well where he's like watching war films yeah. on TV. Well, also like film and different and toys and all sorts of modes of like entertainment have just like historically been used as propaganda machines throughout like major wars and like how like the most mm-hmm. mundane kind of things in our life can be kind of corrupted I guess or like perverted in some way to create this uh I don't know this image in our minds of them as like one thing or like almost as just normalized right you grew mm-hmm. up with toy soldiers so therefore soldiers and war as a concept is not abnormal it's it's mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like that's that's where like Marvel comics like Captain America came from. And Marvel is like still kind of war propaganda yeah. till this day. Like yeah. they have like contract with the military, like about how they can portray them in their films and stuff like, yeah, I, I, it hasn't gone away for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like this is an amazing way to get around that because the military makes it so in order to use their vehicles and their locations and stuff, you have to make things that show them favorably but if you make a movie about military toys then you don't necessarily need the budget to yeah you know have military vehicles or whatever i also do just love the use of like toys as the kind of like mode of propaganda that they're criticizing here because in doing so they're like 
just immediately and like visually like uh, emasculating and like kind of shrinking down like mm-hmm. I mean I it's, it's like kind of a pretty base you know observation but I do I I don't know I just I enjoy and appreciate that I didn't think about that I think that's a good point that's real yeah that wasn't a base observation Hannah you're a that was a great observation yeah you're okay. a freaking genius do you know okay. that Charles, that book Great <laughs> Observations by Charles Dickens that was about you <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make sense on a couple different levels, but it's okay. Thank you for laughing. <laughs> for um, those of you that watched this as a kid, do you think, which was Tim, Seb, and Funke, right? You three all watched this? I, I watched the, like the Seb, first like finish forty it. minutes. <laughs> do you think? this like changed your relationship with toys at the time? Like, do you think you kind of, it's pretty on the nose, I guess, but I still don't know if as a kid, I would necessarily completely, it would change my perception at all. I think it just made me, didn't, I didn't trust them as much <laughs> as I used to. <laughs> Had to keep an eye on my toy set. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely, no, I, I didn't get any of the themes. Mm-hmm. I was mostly just scared. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really play with that. Uh, I guess physical toys that much. Like I played with video games mostly. Um, I had a couple of toys around, but I didn't really, yeah, nothing really changed it, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't get it. I know, I know I didn't see the whole thing, but like in my memory even, I was like, I want to see that again, but I'm worried it's just going to be propaganda. Like in my memory, the right. soldiers were the main characters. I guess I didn't get far enough to fully see that wasn't the case, but. Right. But maybe that seeps in for kids. I mean, there's the 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 military is so obviously like the bad guy with no mm. redeeming qualities. <laughs> yeah. And even in like war films that you know will say that they're like anti-war films, I guess, or they're showing like the you know brutality of war. I can't think of one where like the military comes off as terribly as uh, <laughs> like where the American military. I guess I guess I'm just thinking of um, American war films. I'm sure there are some around the world that, you know, it would be different, but where the military comes off like this terrible, <laughs> they're, they're the worst. Well, they're I unequivocal villains. That going back to like the use of like toys in this critique, I think that the reason is, is that like, even when you're criticizing the military, like in other ways where you have them in their regular selves, there's still like this inherent like power that they embody or whatever and it's harder to get at that I think it's honestly kind of the most sensitive place to hit them is in their size and their stature because that's the reason like the military is so big it's just like a kind of it's a you know I'm, I'm I know I'm gonna start getting into like phallic metaphors and I don't want to <laughs> But you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, I also think it's really interesting that, like, this kind of movie, there aren't a lot of movies that do this with toys for quote-unquote boys in the really binary sense that toys are marketed to children, especially when we were growing up. But I, I think about, you know, even in this film, but, like, there have been so many films critiquing Barbie and, and, and the fashion doll and mm-hmm. even in this film immediately obviously it's like mm-hmm. they're very silly and they're which they, you know the threat that they pose as a form of like propaganda or like 
the impact that they have on kids is very different than military toys, but there's still kind of like a social agenda that they're pushing. Yeah, they do influence kids, definitely. Oh my god, for sure. But like, I feel like, I feel like I just mean the belittling of like girl toys has, has been such a common kind of explored topic in films that it was really interesting to see the other side. Because when you asked how this would like maybe have changed your relationship with toys growing up, even if I had seen the movies, like those weren't the toys that I played with. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm looking at. I just want to say very quickly, I know I'm talking a lot, but I've been listening to the podcast again and Hannah brings up uh, phallic symbols a lot. And in the Chris Angel episode, she says, I wish there were some phallic symbols in here because he just, uh, <laughs> she pretty much goes, I could make fun of him if he did that, but he doesn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I Call me Freud, but. <laughs> You're going to see all of our quirks by this re-listen. This is so wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've made oh a list, God. actually. Is that like your thing cut. that you're going to bring up? Because no, you said no, you were like going to do a no. cut of us talking about something. If it's me talking about phallics, I'm going to be pissed. No, it's not. It's, it's... Okay. What did what did everyone think of that Barbie scene? I feel like that was very intentional. And yeah. was interesting. Uh, uh, when they're like converting the Barbies into soldiers? Yeah, I thought there was a bit of like... And uh, Hannah, you're right. It's like, it's a comment that's made way more. But I thought there was a bit of like, oh harmful messages in toys aren't limited to the ones that are for boys mm. yeah for sure yeah. again different scales like mm-hmm. the propaganda for like imperialism and war and like <laughs> all of that versus like kind of the more propaganda about like body image and like sexist tropes they're different uh but i thought it was interesting that they were kind of like almost one thinking mass like they're like yeah. identical replicas of each other, which is what Barbies essentially, at least until really recently, were. It was like the same model over and over again. Um, yeah. Yeah. and But also, I mean, it is interesting how, because at first, before they get converted, there's like the Barbies are in their spaceship Barbie, you know, uh uh, I, I mean, that's the only one I could remember. <laughs> there was like a first but they all had different like careers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Barbie also does a hand in in propaganda in that way too. In many in her careers, she has also probably been a military officer. She was a president. <laughs> she. But she's I thought done things. in in that regard, though, it was interesting that it's like the like their distinct personalities get like you know wiped away when they just become this one mass of like army folk Mm -hmm. which is like true of all of the small soldiers in the film like i know there's the one commander but i I think it's very like you know adding to the to the metaphor it's very intentional that these are toys that they're toy soldiers that were you know uh, manufactured by like i mean i don't know what that guy is in charge but he seems like he has his hands in a lot of different like like he's some high-ranking government official of some sort. He has his hands in the actual military as well. Like, you know, these are just these soldiers that are out to, like, enact what's, like... Like, they're, they're toys. They're pawns in the game of American uh, 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 imperialism. It's weird. How I, think, I, I think truly if I was seven and a toy was marketed to me with mili- military-grade technology, 
I would be that that enticed me more, <laughs> right? Like that that sounds like the the dopest stuff. Anytime someone says space age tech, like get me <laughs> get me going. <laughs> yeah, and you know, so much good tech is designed. Like, unfortunately, so much great tech is designed like for war efforts. Mm-hmm. So if it's military tech, yeah, it's probably cutting edge. <laughs> this it's the. Yeah, the internet. The yeah, dude that in was... the lab coat who was so hyped on the tech, like <laughs> he was like, "Do you know what this technology is?" That was a very cool character because I, I think it introduced what the what the soldiers could do and like what they were capable of in a very neat way with this guy who was just like obsessed with like them performing well. Um, but yeah, the tech in there was the 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 small soldiers could learn and adapt and could do. It wasn't artificial intelligence. It was just intelligence. It was a wild vibe <laughs> that I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> they've invented intelligence. Congrats. Yeah. But that just would have scared killing. me as a kid. I think more mm. than the violence, like, I was scarred by iRobot because I've just been scared of robot <laughs> uprisings my whole life. And yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what probably would have fucked me up if I saw that as a kid. I thought it was interesting also. What I thought you were going to say, Adam, is that we don't really get to know the soldiers' different personalities. Like, they have different voices and they look different, but I couldn't really name any of them beyond the commander or what they did, you know? And I think that's probably an intentional choice. Like, the Gorgonites all look very different, and their personalities, like, I guess they're all kind of, like, fearful, but it's, like, you can tell one from the other in a way that you can't really with the soldiers. The soldiers just exist as this, like, monolithic mass. Mm. Yeah. They did have great names, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like how the the main guy's chip hazard i mean that's that's perfect right? <laughs> i the didn't chip even think hazard. about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love the designs too how they're like this excessive 90s like muscly thing which was also like in comic <laughs> books and cartoons at the time it's like so extreme and like yeah grotesque yeah. we love war and it made us better and stronger and cool <laughs> because we did <laughs> Yeah, interesting energy. Did you guys play like uh is Call of Duty's the war one, right? Yeah. Like That's the definitely war... the modern equivalent, I think, of these kind yeah. of toys. Yeah. I don't think we were like I wasn't really bad into video games as a kid, but I don't think my brothers were allowed to play Call of Duty because my parents are like hippies and uh didn't want but I also like I always wonder about those debates like when people argue about uh, whether or not like violent imagery or certain kinds of imagery in children's like toys and media actually like results in more violence or more of that behavior. Like, what do you guys feel? How do you feel about that? Do you think? (laughs) Uh, I knew like a lot of like gun kids who were inspired (laughs) by from uh, Call of Duty growing up who were like, I mean, I guess it's a, an interest in history, but all of a sudden, like, they know every gun from playing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's they're, they're actually one we went to school with who eventually came in with uh, Nazi paraphernalia. So oh, I, you know, I, I'm going to say the, the correlation isn't strong from what I've seen, but uh, I mean, it is strong. Uh, it's bad. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I played a lot of that stuff. And for me, it's just like, I think you just have to. I was a parent you know um in theory uh I feel like you just have to give context to that stuff 
I'm not hiding yeah. a child, Adam. What are you? Why are you? Hiding <laughs> <laughs> I don't, what's the joke? I don't understand. Anyway, I didn't um, say anything. I wasn't <laughs> but you looked at me as if I was hiding a child. <laughs> but I just feel like you have to give context to those things, like, like my mom. I don't know if like super intentionally, but whenever we'd watch something, she just point out stuff, and I think that's just better than just like banning stuff except the most extreme things mm-hmm. i think it's like better to like if your kid wants to play that like talk to them about it and if you think yeah. they have an understanding then let them do it that's a good mentality for just pretty much ev- everything too because like it, i mean there's gonna be movies and stuff as well that like are bad or like do some things badly but you can still like discuss them and discuss the good parts about them mm-hmm. uh, i wasn't allowed to like play with any guns not even a water gun I actually had to get a, a dolphin-shaped water gun. <laughs> it was shocking. Um, yeah, so I never played that's any awesome. of those games. And, and I've never killed anyone. So that's a good correlation. <laughs> but I do the correlation see, is very good there. <laughs> yeah, it's good, it's good for the gamers. But I, you do see that conversation pop up a lot whenever there is like – uh, like a shooting or any sort of violent event at a school or, or something that does come into play. And I, I don't know. I think there is like, if someone's already going in that direction and then they have this material that would, will like push them on and, and kind of like they can latch onto something like that. Yes, that's toxic, but I don't know. I, I think you should, the company should be more careful in, in yeah, the material they, they just put out in general so that that isn't even an issue in the future. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, I agree with that uh, very strongly. Like I, I think it can certainly fan the flames um, and like you should absolutely be careful about what you put on screen or put out into the world, um, especially when it comes to, you know, violent imagery and how you're choosing to, to present that. Like, yeah, is, you know, you gotta be careful. Um, but I also think it is like a really easy answer when something terrible happens to just point to this and be like, well, the person watched, uh, (laughs) you know, this movie. And so that's why they murdered someone. It's like, well, you're erasing like every other environmental factor. You're erasing like the need for more mental health, uh, you know, services and awareness. Like you're, you're erasing so much. And because just because it's easy to have like a simplified answer. So it's, but, oh, you know, yeah. yeah, I know that's not what you were saying. Hannah. Oh, I'm no, just, no, I'm just, uh, I'm just curious. Like, I guess I meant more like less than individual acts of violence and more like uh, something like uh, enlistment in, in mm-hmm. war and, and involvement in like more like kind of. I don't actually know where I'm going. I feel like we don't no, no, that, pose that, like serious uh, society. In that regard, absolutely, <laughs> I think it's dangerous. Like I do think that yeah. things like modern warfare are dangerous because it does make the army look cool. Like yeah. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I feel like there's probably a ratio where it's like there's certain people who will play enough Call of Duty and enlist, and then <laughs> and then people who play too much Call of Duty where they can't enlist anymore. Right. Like, all their skills are shot just because they've been playing Call of Duty. So there's like a curve. You, yeah. you have yeah, like to start leveling now. from like the, the baseline, and it's like my character was way higher up than this. I can't, I can't start from level one. I was 10th prestige. I'm going to be cannon funny. I um, do also think – oh, sorry. Um, oh yeah, I was just gonna say off of your point earlier, like the the U.S. military does have a Twitch channel, 
um, and they launched one a little while ago. Oh and my God. when they launched it, Poggers. and they <laughs> anti Poggers, they they were streaming. They did their first stream, and everyone in Twitch chat was like, just saying, "Why are you doing war crimes?" And like, kind of just like hazed wow. them off of Twitch. That's so awesome. They finally got back on Twitch, and they have like a way more moderated chat. But yeah, it was like it, people were Jeez. just like, "This is horrible." Like, why does the army have a Twitch channel? Like, you are. There's everyone knows like there's a like a line from playing war games to going and joining the war, especially in America where like they have JROTC and they have like all these mm-hmm. campaigns pushing youth into war. So it's like just, them making a Twitch channel is so like okay, you know you're doing this. Like it's kind of disgusting yeah. that you're you're leaning more into it as well. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about the teens because Riverdale has um. Our- Archie's like, I don't know what to do with my life this most recent season. And so he joined the military. <laughs> no. And, like, and I'm not going to get into the cultural analysis of Riverdale right now because that's another time and place. But uh, I'm intrigued I, to see. <laughs> I feel goes. like you would get bullied out of the army if you said you joined because of Archie. <laughs> I know, I know. But, but, but the, what his choice to join the military does speak to is that I think to like, I think obviously pr- using propaganda, especially like within children's media for the military is like a dangerous and disgusting thing. I also think that just kind of drawing a line between that and enlistment is like a very easy answer because there are a lot of things that you don't necessarily pick up on as a kid. Mm-hmm. Just the same way we wouldn't necessarily pick on that this pick up on this being a criticism of the military, uh, industrial whatever. Uh, this would I I feel like you probably wouldn't necessarily fall for. I mean you might, but but like military propaganda because you're not necessarily thinking about it that way. But I think it's imperative that we unlearn that stuff as well, and like there are probably more significant lessons that you learn later in life also like um on the topic of like riverdale but just like the army's uh recruitment tactics in general like they also like beyond just like preying on children in this way there's like a specific ways that they prey on people for whom there aren't a lot of other options mm-hmm. and like i think mm-hmm. obviously it's important to critique propaganda and this is a children's movie and i think it's great but i also think there's it goes further than that. And there might be like more insidious tactics that they're using beyond getting a bunch of little boys to like run around with like cap guns. Not to say that's not bad, but those kids have like a whole life ahead of them where they might be provided with opportunities or information that completely changes their feelings towards the military. Um, But I think ROTC, like what you were saying, Funke, and like, just the way that militaries use people's um, need and like want for uh, accessible education as a way to enlist uh, young vulnerable people is probably more. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> We're talking about a movie. Sorry. <laughs> no, but I think that's interesting. And I think that's why I love the, the thematic, the ultimate thematic statement of this movie so much. It's not like you have to fight the military or or even that this is solvable at the end the toys are sold into the military to be used in operations which i think is great it's so interesting Mm -hmm. and then the the actual like final thing is like just kind of noticing and being aware of these things right Mm -hmm. archer says just because you don't 
see something doesn't mean it isn't there. And I think it is a movie about like noticing and trying to understand propaganda and, and its effect on you. And I think that's like the military is going to do this. We can't yeah. stop it, but we can have an internal understanding of what it is and, and how it affects us and try and understand it. And I agree, Hannah, it's in small things too. It's not just whether we enlist or not. Like it's like there's so many things they're they're planting in you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I feel like I'm kind of worried about the end now where they just send the Gorgonites off to find Gorgon in the woods. Uh, where it's like, I feel like they, they should have, the responsible thing would also to be shut down those Gorgonites because I feel like there's still a chance for them to go haywire. They've got the same chips in them and they learn, but their goal isn't necessarily to kill, it's to find Gorgon. What but, happens uh, when they find it, uh, but they're, Yeah, they're, where is it? Yeah, what happens if there's someone else there? No, they're <laughs> programmed to hide, though, as their, like, defense mechanism. But they've mechanism. changed now. They've changed. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that at the end as well. It's like, now they've felt what it's like to, to win, to <laughs> fight. Yeah. Are they going to go evil? But they haven't <laughs> undergone the same army programming that these other ones have in the way that, like, they're not taught that that's the way to accomplish things if they're taught to defend themselves. Yeah. And they're, I think if we think about humans and our as being intelligent beings, you know, the solution is not let's uh, destroy all humans. It's <laughs> let's destroy insidious like programming in humans to become part of these regimes. Mm. <laughs> I felt bad for so- all the Gorgonites in the boxes. Oh yeah, they, they they probably died right on the on on the or they or maybe they just didn't open them. Well, but uh, I mean, what's yeah. gonna happen to them now? It doesn't matter. But it's just yeah. I did think about that. <laughs> They're gone. But they could have been just cool. I think those were yeah, those were a nice product. They they were fun guys and they were always learning. Um, but we don't know what dangers lie in Gorgon. Okay, so. but what was what was that one guy who was basically like a bad '90s stand-up comic? What was character is that? I think his name is Insaniac. I did not like him. It's so You didn't like Insaniac? No. (laughs) Why didn't you like Insaniac? He's like my least favorite part of the movie. (laughs) What? (laughs) I just didn't. It all felt like they, you know, got a bunch of comedy writers in and just like write topical stuff, which I know the joke is that he's a bad comedian, but why does the end of the movie have to be like a bad Titanic joke? That's the last line. Because um, this came out in 1998, sub. I know, but it's just uh, so. Wait, dated. what was the joke? I don't even remember. Oh, I hope we don't hit an iceberg. Arguably, not a joke. Oh, uh, but he <laughs>, laughs at it, so it is a joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, that character was odd, especially because that whole last scene, like there's there's kind of sad coming of age music playing <laughs> behind it, and then he's also interjecting a line every three lines, like it's haywire. Hey, I- that guy's span so Deadpool can run, all right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's been in place. <laughs> I love I loved him. I loved all my, my Gorgonite friends. They were, they were all yeah. cool guys. Uh, yeah, he kept calling them your friends during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they are my friends, Tim. <laughs> it is funny that you said that they did make toys out of these. Of course. I mean, of I course know. they were going to, but it's just like, yeah, the irony. Did, they watch, did they watch the movie? Yeah. I mean, it makes it makes more sense um, that they would make toys of the Gorgonites, but I assume they made the Commando. They must well. have. 
Yeah, of course. But it's just. But, I mean that. Yeah, that was Dennis's Leary's last line was so perfect. Was like this would have made a hell of a commercial. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's what what this was pretty much. Yeah. It is funny though, because it kind of. I think we've had this conversation before, on the pod, but I can't remember what episode. But it is like uh, like when they make even like with the Marvel movies where it's like they're trying to make a comment on some kind of like social issue or like something to do with like military, like whatever, but. Then they just, like, at the same time, they're, like, making so much money off of what they're doing and selling toys and, like, completely. It is, yeah. like, such a, it's a funny dichotomy. I don't know. it Because it makes their points fall kind of flat. Like, when you compare, like, the whole thing and everything that they're doing to accomplish it and, and to make those points, it's, like, why would you go against that? I don't know. But but I assume, um like, I mean, I assume the marketing team isn't the same as, like, the creative team of, of the film. And and I do love how, yeah, like like Tim said, there's, like, the winking line at the end that, like, we we know they're going to make merchandise off of this. Even though the entire movie was an indictment of this and is saying, like, <laughs> you absolutely should not make, the, like, these toys. <laughs> we know they're still going to. Which also speaks to the point that Seb made earlier where it's just, like, yeah, I'm... Oh man, I have, in my head I teed that up so perfectly. You did, you did. Uh, just, just because you just can't see through. it doesn't mean it's okay, not Okay, okay, I just got to finish it <laughs> off now. Okay, the point Seb made earlier yep. when he said that there's no solution. It just, this is going to happen anyway, and we can't do anything to stop it, but at least we can be more aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't that that I yeah I that, that, you, you, that you was know. good right out of the park I, <laughs> out of the park I was on an I was on an o, o two count and I hit that out of the park oh, birdie a, a swing <laughs> and also a birdie and also a slam dunk yeah. <laughs> yep. but like you know if the yeah, movie let's move on. If, if the movie as a cultural thing failed in making the toys and everything I'm just so impressed that Joe Dante managed to make a movie this cynical and like um violent and uh radical and push it through the studio system as essentially like a mainstream family movie like i think that's so impressive i'd never heard of it i'm sure it bombed (laughs) it's so weird i'm sure it bombed i never hear anything about it i might check i i saw it had like a 50 on rotten tomatoes that's all oh really no wow okay but it That's yeah it definitely did hit the family movie strides, especially at the end with the last assault with all the commandos and like they all like the mom takes charge and it's like bossing them around and, and that that was real fun. I was I was yeah, I was up in it. Yeah. <laughs> was there a reference of the mom being like a tennis player or something? Because it was yeah. so cool when she started doing that. I guess, but you mean before that? Yeah, like early, yeah. I guess early. not. I, I don't I don't remember it being coded necessarily. Yeah. Because that or, felt or like it was like a triumphant like she mentioned. It's like something that earlier in the movie she would have mentioned being a tennis player or you see like the tennis racket on the wall or something and then in this climax. But I don't remember anything like that. It was still no, awesome, she, though. She looks like she works at a hotel when you first see her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, But I did like those last scenes because they pulled like all of the main characters into the same space. Like even the higher up like developers were hiding under the mm-hmm. table from the toys at the end, which was like, I didn't think the characters were really going to interact with each other. But yeah, it was, it was cool to see them all in the same space there. Wait, if the password was Gizmo, is that a reference to Gremlins? Gremlins. Yeah, so. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but this movie all... really reminded me of Gremlins, so. 
Jesus. All Dante's so wait, family. So does Gremlins exist in that movie? In in that air, like did had David's Cross characters seen <laughs> Gremlins, and that's why he thought Gizmo was cool? Or oh, I don't maybe know. <laughs> I thought it was because you just thought it was a funny name. But mm. and then the audience is laughing because you're thinking of Gremlins. But I don't know. Like, do <laughs> but I feel like every... I laugh every time I think of Gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> every time I think of Gremlins too, for sure. Gremlins that's too. A I think is, that's a, a masterpiece. I mean, I love Gremlins so as well. I think Gremlins is great, but Gremlins too is, oh man, is incredible. <laughs> it seems like all of Dante's family movies are about how bad America is. <laughs> what else did he make? <laughs> Uh, the burbs made... the burbs is also like that right i've never seen it i've never seen it i've heard looney tunes back in action which he made is also like kind of slyly about a couple things but i haven't seen it since i was a kid That's and isn't gremlins 2 to... oh sorry uh, oh I, that one's kind of about corporations i guess they're all in a, a building and <laughs> taking it down and gremlins 2 <laughs> Yeah, they're they're yeah in charge of like a building or something. It's actually scary, but it's it, the the genre is comedy. It's not horror like the first one. Yeah, yeah, they're taking down like um, isn't it? It's like a telecommunications company or something, and they're like yeah. going into like different films or whatever. Yeah, yeah. very weird gremlins in that one. <laughs> 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 they they go off the rails, quite honestly. He also loves like doing like childhood stuff, but scary. Like he did a segment of Twilight Zone, the movie, which I think is the best one that has these like incredibly scary uh, children's kind of cartoon characters. Definitely worth watching, even if you don't watch the whole movie. Oh, did he direct? He directed Rock and Roll High School, the Ramones movie. Oh, really? (laughs) I have nothing to say about that. I just watched it at a sleepover <laughs> once and knew it was way too inappropriate for me. But <laughs> I think he also directed so many movies. Also directed Piranha, I believe. Which yeah, I think, I think just, he's he started oh, nice. in like B movies and stuff, mm-hmm. like that a lot of people. Yeah. Are bands still getting movies like that? Like the Ramones? Is that happening? They should. Let's That's get a, a Maroon Five movie. <laughs> what was like yeah, the like, last one? Like the One only... Direction didn't yeah. get didn't have there was like concert films but that yeah in terms count. of like like um it didn't yeah there's get been like no, hard days there's been no BTS movie mm, I feel like Spice World out. speaking of Spice World that was rude that joke about <laughs> the Spice Girls oh yeah, yeah psychological warfare that was rude <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> Also, uh, should we acknowledge that a character literally says that you're not she's like not other like girls? Other, and she, <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You like Led Zeppelin? <laughs> she was like, you I like know. And then Led Zeppelin down. and the Twilight Zone, two very popular. <laughs> 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 no, the Twilight Zone, sorry, the X-Files. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. No, that was a shocking moment. I couldn't believe that they said literally those words in that order. <laughs> That romance didn't buy it. No chemistry. <laughs> she looks like she should be babysitting him. Yes, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Like weird. It reminded me of the romance in Hocus Pocus, which is also, I don't know why. I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. The, I don't remember the romance from that. Was it similar? Like, I don't know. Random... It just. 
it's just like this like cool like girl that like should have no interest in this dweeb and then <laughs> I guess... well the reason I was because he saved her and then they were in a relationship right after and then they made out <laughs> at the end <laughs> i know well also, her boyfriend to came the... to save her oh, oh yeah, yeah. And then he disappeared yeah right? did he die oh, he yeah. died oh yeah he died i don't think so he was on fire he ran away Okay. Did he, he run out of the house? saw him fall down the stairs on fire. I, I didn't see down. him after that. I didn't yeah. see him leave. I think yeah, he, that's his the pants fall off and he runs out of the house. I thought that's what happened. Oh, oh. yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't but he doesn't get help or tell anyone or anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, should, but, should, should we, yeah. I mean, we're talking about the actors now. Should we walk down the, the whack actor avenue and we take discuss sure. some, take a stroll? Just take a stroll, talk about some actors. I really personally loved... Uh, well, now his name's not coming to mind. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Yes, thank yeah, you, thank you, Sam. Uh, he is so funny in this. I mean, he has the he's got that line that just rules. The World War II is my favorite war, but just like oh, so many great uh, just facial expressions. <laughs> his, his line delivery is just so cartoonish and such a such a funny. Way. I, I loved him so much in this. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. He's hyped on all of the things that, like, you as an audience member don't really care about in this movie. <laughs> yeah, Cable, like, check it out. We have Cable. <laughs> it's like, there's a war going on, buddy. You don't even know. Did anyone watch on? after the credits? It's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. Because this was, like, his last movie. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, a take of him being funny. And then it says, for, yeah. for Phil. Hmm. He was he was so funny. He was one of the funniest people ever. Lionel Hutz on The Simpsons, just like uh, incredible. That's nice. Uh, Were there any other standout actors in this toy? I really like Joe, the uh, the driver delivery man. I mean, he only had a a a little bit, but what a great yeah. I don't I don't even know that actor's name, but legendary character actor Dick Miller, and he's he's in every Joe Dante movie. I think he's in Gremlins and and stuff. Oh, oh yes, he is in Gremlins. Wait, who is he in Gremlins? Um, he dies. Yeah, he's I'm pretty the coach sure he gets guy. murdered. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. his car. One yeah. Of them, like killed. Oh. Oh. Yeah, he, um, I really, I really like him. Well. Respectable dude. Yeah. Did, did love... the kid a solid at the start? I love that he, line. He... Um, I don't like your tone. It's too loud. Yeah, he seemed like he. Uh... You know, yeah, I like that he wanted to help out the kid, but you know, he still had a he he had a code of 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 honor for his business work. <laughs> yep, and he gets the check. <laughs> well, that's a I I yeah, I thought that was such a funny ending where mm-hmm. where it is just like yeah, the 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 only way uh, that this high up business guy knows how to solve these problems is just by writing these massively large checks and it's and also it for everyone else but yeah for it everyone else it's like well so i mean well. what am, what am i gonna do like the only thing i can really get from this is a bunch <laughs> of money it's not like yeah it, it just works <laughs> yeah. it's a very cynical it's a very cynical ending but i think it's great because it's, it's realistic so and yeah. rare rare for a kid's movie usually there would be some kind of like moral like stance taken in the end he'd get arrested or something yeah, yeah or like the last, him. like you would think that <laughs> you'd think that the like analog dad. Or, I missed the joke, but uh, I just say that if it was a kids movie, they'd like throw poo on. Oh yeah, the guy at the end or something. <laughs> um, 
But you'd think that, like, I was expecting, like, the the kids' parents to be like, you can't buy us off or whatever. And I don't know. I appreciated the, like, realism there, even if it is cynical. Yeah. Um, and they build up to it with, with each of the people he passes a check to. Yeah. And then at the end, I, I also thought, like, they're going to be like, no, you can't. Like, you have to s- sign a law to never do this again. But they were just like, damn, that is a lot of money. <laughs> Did it weird anyone else out that that character was named Miss Keegle for no reason? Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Immediately. We're Keegles, but were Keegles. Like, is I that think it was a joke. Yeah, I feel like, but it was still weird. That's yeah. a weird, weird joke. I just assumed it was like an innocent accident because I didn't hear about Kegels until recently. I think they pause on it. Like, I think she's like, I miss Kegel, yeah. and there's like a pause for a laugh. And well, well, Jay Moore's like shaking her hand because he was like so horny at the top. I was a bit worried what the direction was going into. Uh, but luckily, like, it, it never comes up again. But yeah, no, it, it, it was weird. That is such a fucking weird joke, then. Like, that has. That's so bizarre. For a movie that's humor is mostly wholesome ish. Yeah. Like, it's really weird because I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was weird. Um, when we were talking about Kristen Dunst, I almost said that I don't think, I think as we pointed out, the character doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Um, but yeah. she makes it all work. She makes it make sense. Like, she's having so much fun when she's bashing yeah. up the yeah. toys. She's so she's so good. So, she's great in these kinds of roles. She's like, I love her. But yeah, she's. Yeah, your Google background, actually. Would you like to tell yeah, that's what I... people at home? That's, oh, they oh, can. My, my Google background is Kirsten Dunst eating salad on a date with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> um, a very important photo to me. I, yeah, I love when she was bashing the toys. She seems so happy about it. <laughs> Can I tell you all about one of my most deeply traumatic memories? Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> if you yep. want to. So on a, on the want... podcast, is let's it go. about Kirsten yeah. Dunst? No, it's Go about these toys. Oh. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Thanks for giving me the space to do that. I uh, I was when I was like eight years old, and uh, I went to my neighbor's backyard. Uh, it was like my brother and like a couple of my neighbors were like playing, and I brought over a bunch of toys, you know, for us to all like play together because it's what we always did. And then they were all just like the equivalent of like, hey, get the fuck out of here. We don't play with these. We don't play with this shit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and so I just I was so sad. I was so yeah. sad. I went home. I was like, I guess it's not cool to play with toys anymore. Mm. Oh man. Took a yeah. while for me to come back to them, but was it one of those things where your brother was trying to be cool? He was acting cool. Like he would have normally play with toys, or yeah, probably. I definitely played with toys way more than he did, but uh, but yeah, I think he was just going along with 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 the crowd. Did they ask for the toys in the first place, or were you like, "I'm gonna bring these toys because I like these guys. I want to share think, the toys." Yeah, I think I was just bringing them over. I think that's what made it so hard because it was yeah. like I was like, you know, this is what we do. We play with toys. We hang out. What kind of toys were they? Just like you you know, I guess little. I'm trying to think of what toys I had. I remember having some Toy Story toys. 
I didn't even really, I don't, don't even really remember watching Toy Story as a kid, but I, <laughs> you know the one in Toy Story 2 that's like the cool, the villain guy? Serg? Serg, is that his name? You Zerg? mean like... Yeah. I had a Serg I really liked. Like the old... <laughs> <I had a laughs> couple... <laughs> what? The old guy? This... The old man? Sad, I'm the so... prospector? Oh, yeah. Serg. <laughs> no, like the evil Darth Vader guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and okay. then I had some, uh, I had some like WWE toys as some nice. wrestlers. Yeah, they were cool. Um, I'm trying to think. Adam, what Adam's there? coming back home and he's like, Undertaker, he didn't mean that. He's, he's just trying to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite WWE wrestler was Kane, who I think became like a Republican politician. So that's oh, wow. why you're a Republican. <laughs> hey, don't put this on me, Hannah. You're the Republican. We already established that. <laughs> Did I tell you guys once I was on the bus and I heard a bunch of kids dissing each other by calling each other conservatives? (laughs) (laughs) There's hope for the future. (laughs) There were a bunch of like middle schoolers on their way to like a climate march or something and they're like, you're a conservative. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's so funny. Yeah, Uh, well, thanks for letting me share that, everyone. I, uh, I've been holding that in chest. since I was like eight. I actually don't think I ever told anyone, like not even my parents. <laughs> Are you at serious? The time. Yeah, I just remember being so sad. Have about you? It. Did you speak to your brother about it after? No, I hope he doesn't listen. To, well, I he's hope not he listens. Listen to this. He's not going to listen. We'll get say- you some toys. One more thing on Whack Actor Avenue before we before we exit before we saunter on out. I want to get your thoughts on uh, uh, David Cross and, and Jay Moore. The guy's name? Jay Moore. Yeah, I want to get everyone's thoughts on them as well. Oh yeah, Moss, um, your show. Just wanted to say interesting trivia. My background is the poster for the movie The Dirty Dozen, a propaganda war film I enjoy quite a lot, and um, interestingly. All the soldiers are voiced by actors from the Dirty Dozen, as it says in the credits. And all oh, the Gorgonites wow. are voiced by actors from Spinal Tap for some reason. What? <laughs> I did not know that. And there's yeah. only three guys from Spinal Tap, so a bunch of them are doing multiple voices, <laughs> which is impressive. That's so funny. Wow. I like the Gorgonites so much more now. <laughs> But one of, uh, and what that means one of the Dirty Dozen, or one of the soldiers is Ernest Borgnine, who is also the voice of Mermaid Man. Whoa. Because he was in Dirty Dozen. Cool. Nice. Except that Tommy Lee Jones voices Chip Hazard. And they just got him because he was very famous. (laughs) I think he did a good job. Yeah. And the leader of the Gorgonites, that wasn't a... No, that was Frank Langella. And I also think he does a really good job. But yeah, do you guys like? Uh, oh, sorry, Seb. I didn't. You, I'll stop I didn't saying dumb off. trivia things. But he played Skeletor oh. in the He-Man movie, and I wonder if he's there because of that. Because they kind of look like mm. He-Man toys. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Right. They do. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, but you guys like Jay Moore and uh, David Cross. Yeah, I think I think David Cross does a like this role fits him very well like this nerd that's super into fantasy and uh the environment <laughs> it it works well um yeah i did i don't have too much of an opinion on him i feel like yeah. it doesn't utilize his like strengths though yeah i think he was struggling a little i thought mm-hmm. to actually like, play a yeah. character 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was better in Men in Black. He's better in all <laughs> the Chipmunks. Kind of <laughs> yeah. He did. It felt. It felt. I mean, this is just my just the immediate association with David Cross. It was the same thing with Bob Odenkirk in Little Women when he comes in, and it just feels so much. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm entering into a Mr. Show sketch. Yeah. And it's not fair. It's not fair to the actors, but I, I, I can't break it. I can't break it. <laughs> that took me out so much when I Bob Odenkirk showed up in that movie. A shock. Just... It was a shock because no one said that he was in it. But I yeah, think least... he did a good job in that. I, I think he's pretty good in it. I think he's pretty good in it. Yeah. I think My he's a much woman. better actor than David Cross, or at least has more range. Like... Mm. He can be facts, in dra- like facts. he's amazing in Better Call Saul. Like, yeah, he can do drama and and everything. Mm-hmm. David Cross maybe less so. I thought Jay Moore was good. I love when the dad punches him. <laughs> that really caught me off guard, and I thought that was funny. Your toys almost killed my son. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, Dad. That was yeah. Nice. I, they're they're a good duo. I, I think they played off each other well. Jay Moore and uh, Dave David Cross. Yeah, and they had the good dynamic that. You know, David Cross was more of the like, um, more creative. Yeah, he like he just he really believes in these toys and just wants, like, he actually cares about like the craft and the artistry of like toy making and and Jay Moore is just uh, he just cares about money. He's willing to compromise any artistic integrity just for like, well, mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta stay hired. Which makes sense. I understand, like, in, in even in such a cartoony performance, such a cartoony film, like, the motivation makes total sense. Like, he's worried about uh, self-preservation as well. Like, he's he would have no job. Everyone else got fired. Yeah. So, of course, he's yeah. going to, like, do all these uh, shortcuts and dangerous shit in order to, like, keep his job, and even if that means endangering other people. It was a fun, like, small little arc where he, like, learns how to take responsibility at the end where mm-hmm. at the end where he's finding like it was all my fault like because it was like kind of hinted at the beginning where he almost sells david out after his pitch mm-hmm. isn't that well and it's like oh that oh, he came up with that but then he's rewarded yeah. by it for it yeah for it, his destruction <laughs> but it, it's like a lot of more nuance and attention for characters that would be like two lines in most of other movies you'd be like oh no our military trips accidentally went into the toys and that would be the scene but there's like this yeah. long lead up and then the long run up with the delivery man to, so you know exactly you know there's this many toys and this is exactly what happened just mm-hmm. well done it is it is yeah this is a very fun movie i watched it this morning me too. First time in like years. I forgot yeah. we were recording. Or I didn't. <laughs> I think I've lost track of the days. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was really impressed with it, which I didn't expect. My mom was like really like into it. Yeah. And I was like, I have I to watch didn't... this. I don't think you're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah, I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did for sure. It's always the best, though, when you watch a movie you liked as a kid and you appreciate it in ways that you couldn't have really, like, picked up on as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Yeah. You're like, oh, this was more intelligent than I... That's how I felt with Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, it's because I feel like so many things could so easily just age poorly, like... I don't know. It's good to see a movie that like 
not only doesn't age poorly, but those ideas like carry on too. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this aligns with my values today. Like, I don't have to be like, oh my God, I can't believe I liked that as a kid. You're like, yes, I was so smart. And like, uh, I was a political activist genius as a kid. I knew all this theory. This movie taught it to me. Yeah. Yeah, this is. I'm inspired. I'm gonna find that VHS now. I'm gonna <laughs> call up my neighbor. Name, I'm gonna confront name, them. Name it's him. a good movie. Name him and yeah. shame. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it was my neighbor. <laughs> I think we rented to our neighbor. <laughs> it hasn't been confirmed, but I'm almost certain. Well, you've heard it here on the first. This is like it shame it. I think <laughs> we should probably bleep the name out just to save her from like public embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, you guys ever? Sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 go, no, please. please. No, no, no. No. <laughs> I don't want to go. I want you to go. I don't want to go. I want you to go. Okay. Funke? Okay. Oh, I don't have anything. <laughs> Hannah? I was just going to ask if any of you have ever stolen a VHS. Well, never. From somebody? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, have so- I have a couple of Seb's DVDs. Oh. But I didn't steal them. I just borrowed them and never gave them back. Yeah. Well, I once traded um my Barbie Rapunzel movie for my family friend's Arthur's Christmas. And then, like, traded borrowing. But then I wanted my Barbie Rapunzel back. And then they were like, well, we'll give it back when you give us back Arthur's Christmas. And I lost wow. Arthur's Christmas. <laughs> so I never got Barbie Rapunzel back. <laughs> name name that person. Um, (laughs) airing it all out (laughs) I was just gonna say that the only maybe I shouldn't even invoke this but the only people who've ever been kicked out of the academy are one Harvey Weinstein and two a guy who put out bootleg VHS's of like his screeners oh really (laughs) that that gets you kicked out like that's the same as what? being Harvey Weinstein <laughs> in the eyes of the Academy. Isn't that bizarre? Like, this, like, old character wow. actor who gave his neighbor, like, a tape. <laughs> wow. A shame. Wow. He's just trying to spread his, his fun movie. Yeah. Let's... Dang. Um, would we like to uh, head to the Wacko Meter? How are we feeling? Can we just spin the official sound whack real quick just to say that Ooh. I loved all the songs. I just loved all the songs in this. I just thought there were so many good songs. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I don't really have anything else to add, hit. but Another One Bites the Dust. What I was mean, your favorite one? War, obviously, was great. Very Spice appropriate. Girls. Yeah, the Spice Girls song. I'm going to cut that sound bite of Flight Adam of saying war was great. Look <laughs> 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 uh, to the internet. <laughs> War was appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't. Actually, actually don't. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know how if I wanted to. (laughs) So, oh, yeah. I also wanted to tell you guys an update. Um, The Wacometer, our Wacko Machine... It actually has now artificial intelligence, so it's it's gonna come in and just talk to us instead of us feeding numbers in. Let me get it. Artificial or actual? Um. Well, we can let's ask it. <laughs> I'm the whack machine. 
<laughs> Tell me your numbers. Um, I guess for me, it's great to meet you. I'll see yeah, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your intelligence? Is it artificial? Oh, absolute. Um, yeah, I'm I think thinking, it, wait, what is the difference? Sorry, I don't mean to, what is the difference? Maybe you can answer this whack, uh, whack-o-meter, whack-machine. What's the difference between artificial intelligence and just actual intelligence? Because wouldn't, what, what, isn't artificial intelligence just intelligence, but like from a computer? Yeah, that's a like great what question. Like what happened in, the toys had artificial intelligence. I think they did. <laughs> well, whack a meter you wouldn't understand um, so, Damn. I mean, can't argue with that. I, I get it. I get it, buddy. If you don't have actual intelligence, you, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this movie was sizably whack. I think so much of it was uh, very all over the place and fun. Uh, I think I just had a, f- a fun time the whole time. So I'm, I'm going to give it a four. Four on the whack-a-meter. Nice. Uh-uh. Uh, and and for context, uh, Tim, even though I know you've listened to every episode of the podcast, but just for yeah. just to refresh you and to and for the audience, you know, we rate. But they've listened a, to every episode, but which was also yeah, of course, listened yeah. to every episode. We rate on a scale of one to five, five being the most whack, one being the least whack, and whack is is really a subjective term. It honestly can mean anything. I think it means something entirely different to all of us uh sometimes it's a good thing sometimes it's a bad thing sometimes i shouldn't have said a third one good and bad one. <laughs> <laughs> um so yes just as a refresher so really, as again a really refresher. good at teeing, teeing them up struggling with the <laughs> it's okay we'll set up for next time <laughs> Um, four. Nice. Nice. Hannah. Cool. Three point five. No four. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. I'll. I will. Uh, uh, echo all those fours. Actually, four point five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think. Like, I think this film is super unique and whack in all the best ways it's uh it took me totally by surprise in a similar way to gremlins i get well similar but different just in terms of like i went in expecting like something very specific and gremlins i mean does the whole flip like halfway through where it's like it was a fun family movie and then becomes uh this like almost horror horror thriller I didn't say almost horror. It's a, it's a pretty, it's basically a horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, where, and this, like, I didn't really know what to expect, but I guess I was expecting more of a, a just straightforward uh, family film about toy soldiers. Uh, didn't expect it to be nearly as, um, you know, socially conscious, politically conscious and intelligent as this, which I should have expected. I mean, Dante is a smart director, uh, I don't know who wrote this, but they there did were, a great job. There are a bunch of, I don't know, actually, I have to answer this, but there, there were a bunch of writers. You can. I'd love to know. Two of them, there were a couple names I was less familiar with, but two of them were Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio, who were like the blueprint of like blockbuster writers. Like they did Aladdin and uh, Shrek 
and the Pirates of the Caribbean oh. movies. Oh, and so wow. Yeah. What? what? Oh my god. But Damn. I feel like that's why the script is so functional. Like that's why right. like mm. everything comes together so well. I imagine the politics are from the other writers or from Dante. Just guessing. Yuck. Terry Rossio well, turned out to be an anti-vaxxer and stuff. <laughs> so did the guy knows twist feel... even in his life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's the kind of brilliance of the film that it it does work as a it works as a family film as well. Even if you know we were talking before, like I don't know if kids would have a great time with it, but uh, absolutely structure-wise, like uh, and emotional arc-wise, like works as a family film while also being uh this brilliant critique of war movies uh and to do it all in such a fun exciting uh um like action-packed like it just does all the the freaking rules like it does everything that i want from a movie and uh yeah so 4.5 i don't know what the 0.5 is missing but uh, (laughs) 4.5 4.5 on the wax scale I think I think I'm right there with you. Four point five is whacktastic. I mean, I I real I'm a big fan of uh the small scale, like yeah, yeah, all the destruction where it wasn't that big. Like the worst thing to happen was they're they're able to shoot down a tree with one shot uh, and light it on fire. Uh, but other than that, like everything, yeah, everything was like the stakes weren't that high, truly, but they felt very high. And you're yeah. invested. It's dope. Yeah. Yeah. That's very nice. Um, okay, well, I guess we don't even need to put the numbers in. This guy's already got them. Uh, I will get the numbers whacked to you in one moment. All right. It's All right. not a very fast intelligence. Not that anyone is doing a voice, but I hope if someone was hypothetically doing a voice, they would know that they have to do this every week from now on (laughs) okay well good thing no one is doing a voice and we literally just have this guy right so it's It's also great that the machine adapts and might just take on yeah Mm. it has its own it might become silent again next week (laughs) (laughs) what kind of chips you got in that thing (laughs) yeah um well oh looks like he's waving at me right now four point three Woo! Nice. Wow, Woo! Wow. Wow. I take the wow. golden uh, jack. Yeah, in the that's box. a higher score than I've ever gotten on a film. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the golden. I think on the last episode we said the golden controller, but oh, that's, that's open to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow! Uh, yeah, golden action figure too. The golden Barbie True. shoe. <laughs> True. I'm glad we did a film that was more about toys. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 a it's. It's fascinating. I mean, it's fascinating. And I, I I know you did mention, sorry, I know we're getting to the end, but uh, I do think that this is a cool pairing with Toy Story as these two films that are about, like, our relationship to toys. Um, I don't know, just in a, just very different uh, perspectives on our relationship with toys. But I, I, I think it's cool. It would be a good double feature with Toy Story for sure. And it, it's mm-hmm. it's cool that it came out in between the two Toy Stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it definitely. I feel like kids would watch Toy Story and go like, "Oh man, I wish my t- toys could talk and would hang out with me." And then they made the movie, but they also want to kill you. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and kids wouldn't see that coming. <laughs> I looked it up. It did actually make a lot of money. It just got bad reviews for some reason. Hmm. Capitalism. People didn't get it. 
Probably the, not pe- enough propaganda. the, the Pentagon, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Off people PSYOP. The Orlando Gazette or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it bombs. <laughs> well, we're, uh, we're like, were the Gremlins movies well received? I mean, I, critics were a lot snobbier at the time. Also, Rotten Tomatoes yeah. scores are so, like... Every movie that I love from my childhood has a bad Rotten Tomatoes score. And it's they're always, like, movies that are about, like, a girl that's supposed to be girl powery, and I'm sure it's the same. It's, like, I don't know. People are not smart. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gremlins was well-received. Yeah. well this one was not. Roger Ebert gave it a bad review pretty much because it was too scary. <laughs> and this doesn't even really have like um like i feel like it doesn't seem to have like a cult around it or like a lot of nostalgia like i don't people don't really talk about it and that's a a shame i think it's a masterpiece i feel like i definitely would have heard of it that's why i'm surprised but here we are yeah well thanks for bringing it in tim Hey, I'm I'm yeah, glad. Yeah, Tim, I'm glad to watch it again. Thanks. Let's for... start the cult. <laughs> Let's do it right here. Hell yeah, right now. it starts here. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for hanging with us, Tim. This was an awesome time. Um, do you have anything you want to plug or anything? We're at the uh, end of the app. J- just check out Tall Boys. It's at on social media. Tall Boys is a show with a Z in Tall Boys, and um, keep on keeping on. And on mm-hmm. uh, on CBC Gem, right? Yeah, watch it on oh, CBC. Oh, yeah, on CBC Jam. Tuesdays at 9.30. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Um, Adam, do you want to do the, the outro? I would thank- love to. Uh, thank you to uh, Tim again, of course, for coming on. Um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was great to have you. Uh, thank you to Emma Kudlack for the logo. Thank you to Ian Mills for the music. Go to at Insomniac Fest on Instagram, Insomniac underscore Fest on Twitter, and most importantly, InsomniacFestival.com, because there you can watch Insomniac the movie and play Insomniac the movie, the game. <laughs> Let's go! Which are now released, which are awesome. Um, so go check those out if you're listening to this. Next week is the conclusion of our Whack in the Box miniseries. It's Seb's pick, and he seems to have picked something. <laughs> well, I was yep. going to... Judging was, by his, his reaction. <laughs> I was going to do G.I. Joe. I feel like this almost makes G.I. Joe like redundant, but it mm. might be an interesting counterpoint because it's just actually propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. And it's not about toys. It's, it's based on toys. It might be a little different. I, I haven't seen it since I was in grade six. I'm curious about it. Well, sure, why don't you do sleep it. on it? Sleep on it. Okay, you don't want to watch this. I think it's interesting. <laughs> I think it'd be cool. Channing Tatum, an early Tatum. It's an, don't it's do an this Channing. to me. Doesn't he? Isn't he barely Joseph in Joseph Gordon Levitt. No, Channing's lead in this one. I thought that he like dies or something. That's in the second one, which is bad. Okay. That's GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra. No, we're watching yeah. GI Joe: Rise of Cobra. Oh, and dies in G.I. Oh. Joe retaliation. Sport we should do... Um, <laughs> let's do the Rihanna Battleship movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so boring, though. I've never seen it. You should have picked it, Hannah. You had your chance. Oh, I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, well, fair enough. Uh, so come back next week, and we will likely do G.I. Joe, unless Seb changes his mind before tomorrow, in which well, case we will do... <laughs> I'll just add in... I'll just add something in there if you change your mind. he doesn't change his mind? We can have this discussion. <laughs> uh, well, whenever, that's a great question. I could do the poker movie California split. I was also thinking about that. I don't know Ooh. anything about poker, but that sounds interesting. Robert Altman. Robert Altman. Very chaotic. You should do movie. the Tyra Banks doll movie that I've never seen. Or that. Uh, I'll think about that one as well. Okay. And how does this movie end? We always end the episodes as the movie ends. Uh, let's not hit an iceberg. I hope we don't hit an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sky? Mom, get out. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs>